The Connor Bedard Show touches down in Toronto tonight. Yes, Chicago versus the Maple Leafs. Who will have more points tonight? Because Austin Matthews is on a roll, on a heater, and he's older, and it's his rink. I'll say Austin Matthews has more points tonight. Who are you voting for in that poll? You know what? I'll I'll go with... Oh, man, it's hard to do. I'll go with Matthews. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. And it's hour two. Coming at you live on the Game Plus Television Network. Here in beautiful and sunny South Florida. Big football fans down here. Big hockey fans, too. Welcoming everybody into the show. Your favorite daytime show on Game Plus Television. WQEE Radio. And, of course, your favorite podcast platform. Um, you got Moose ready to go? You guys got his camera working? Let's bring him in here if we can. He's in Toronto. Nice shirt, Moose. And uh, before you. we delve back into the sports and hockey talk and whatever everybody else would like to talk about, and you too, just so you know, I promised the viewers we would look ahead to tonight's NHL games as well as some college. Well, we're not going to look ahead to the college football I'll mention what it, what it is. We're certainly not going to break it down. What I realized, Darren, is that college football was just a really nice appetizer and distraction until the NHL season opened for me. And I can't think that I'm alone. So late August, the month of September, yeah, Coach Prime, we're into it. But now it's kind of odd. I got a lot to get to. But let me just say this. I feel sorry Darren, what do you see coming in the future here? Because I feel sorry for the youth. Because I just got a document to sign. That's all I'll say. And God bless technology and the e-signing that you can do it over your phone now from what it used to be. But it's like, I need it now. Well, I got it an hour ago as we were going to work. I can't get to it. You might get have to wait another hour. But I need it now. Well, you're not going to get it now because I'm on live television for another hour, two hours total. It's this whole society of I need it and I need it now. You're not going to get it now. So chill. Who's going to win this tug of war of technology, <laughs> Darren? The old school people that understand patience or the new school people that can't wait and need it now? It has to swing back a little bit. Because, the, you look, there is a lot of benefit in getting it now, needing it now, wanting it now, and having that access. Sure. I mean, having, having a phone and the internet and all that has made the world so much smaller, and it's terrific. But what, like, I'll just keep beating the drum. It's expectations versus reality. That person or organization had an expectation that I can send this, he's going to see it, he's going to sign it, and I'll have it in 10 minutes, right? And when reality doesn't meet the expectation, we get anxiety we get depression we get what's wrong something's got to be wrong what's going on why isn't he getting it back to yeah. does he not want to sign it does he not like me right we send a text message and if we don't see the three dots light up instantly why are they not responding clearly they saw it why don't do they not like me do they not like what i said are they ignoring me did i do something right and then you get anxiety and it's all manufactured our parents would send us out and we wouldn't return for four five six seven hours they wouldn't know where we were when we were coming home and the, I'm sure there was anxiety of safety of your kids, but it wasn't the same. You would send a letter in the mail, not expecting to hear back for six weeks. And you didn't have anxiety wondering when the message was going to return, right? So we need to have a level of built-in patience and acceptance and understanding that 
you know, it's going to happen, but you're just going to have to wait and not spend every living, waking minute consumed by, have they read it? Do they oh. want it? Do they need it? Do they like me? I learned from an advisor of mine <laughs> the other day. He said to me, just enjoy where you're at right now because it's pretty chill and enjoy not being known in South Florida because I enjoy that because it's not going to be that way forever and it's not going to be that way for much longer and you're going to be relied upon not just for sports but for what we're talking about here right now um nelson writes in our vp uh, sales events he says preach it rp in marketing be it clients versus salespeople want things yesterday at the end of the day it's only marketing and from steven in north dakota he says i want my news for today yesterday Yesterday is too long to wait. That's it. It's all, everybody just chill. And that includes us and you and me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when, every single time that I go to a restaurant, more than anything, and I see some kid with a phone jammed up in his face, and they're one and a half, or maybe six or seven, and the rest of the family's having a discussion and they were distracted by a phone. I just think, oh my God, future client, future client, because that's what I do. Yes. Uh, mental health recovery. It just, they can't even keep, they can't even have a conversation at the table. They have you to be You learn to be dependent on that dopamine shot and you need it all the time. And you, you never learn how to be with yourself or how to just chill and wait. No. You know? I, last point on all of this. In my 21 hours of CBT therapy that I received when I was a neurotic psychopath, they said, I would, the, the, the leader said, we live in an era of the most, the most incredibly comfortable times. We have heat, we have air conditioning, we have everything at an instant, we have comfort, we have, right? And yet we are mm -hmm. the most neurotically screwed up generation in the history of mankind. Most comfortable over here, most screwed up neurotically over here. How does that go together? So, yeah. Okay. Uh, from the bar flies in Winnipeg, he writes in and says, what's your TikTok handle, Rod? It's actually funny that he says that because I just said to Darren this morning, I'm not on TikTok. Can you please tell me what they're saying there? And actually... Mm -hmm. Oh, is this right in exactly what I want for this show? The view for sports fans. Any jack wagon can sit and talk about the plus minuses of the Leafs last night in the, in the deep end. Trust me, lots of jack wagons are. And nobody's talking about this. And it's interesting. Um, I, you know, back an hour ago, Darren looked at our analytics of our various social media things, and he's like, talk Oilers, because every time you talk Oilers, it's exponentially more views than all the others. Uh, and I said, you got to tell me because I'm not on TikTok. I know enough. It's not like I don't know what it is. I have had TikTok. I go on it and go, I can't stand this. I can't stand it. I was yeah. raised a house full of Lululemon wearing teenage girls gyrating around. I don't need to go to it on my phone. Trying to be star. You know what I mean? I don't want this. I don't get the sensation of it. And I... What is the sensation of TikTok, Darren? Why do people love it so much? Because I just don't. 
Well, it's just, it's not a lot different than Instagram and Reels and, and other social media platforms. It's just a short, short form video content. And I think what, you, what needs to happen is you need to be on it a little bit to curate your feed. The more you look at things, the more things that are similar will pop into your timeline. So I will say this, the amount that I've been on TikTok, which isn't a ton, um, the Lululemon wearing, that kind of stuff, um, doesn't pop up in my timeline anymore. So my timeline is full of sports takes. Um, it's full of food things, things that, you know, I'm interested in. So it's curated for me, but uh, we have a pretty good uh, fan base on TikTok right now um, that's growing every day. And, and they love, it's a place to vent. The comments go kind of crazy on the Oilers, that's for sure right now. They're the uh, topic of the day, it feels like. You, in that little 60-second summation there, just explain yeah. why I don't want to go on TikTok because I don't need everybody's take on sports. Yeah. I'm sick of the guys on ESPN and they know what they're talking about. Why the hell would I go listen to a bunch of people that don't know what they're talking about? To the bat phone, which is the EMJ marketing text line, 902-518-3033, 902-518-3033. John Ferguson writes in and says, hi, Rod, John here watching you on Rogers Cable. Great show as usual. You are one of a kind. I get that almost every day. I'm going to take it as a compliment, John. He says, I wanted to mention our London, Ontario, number one nationally ranked Western Mustangs football team are playing number three ranked Laurier Golden Hawks at our alumni stadium in London on Saturday at 1 p.m. Both have records of 7-0. We are still waiting for you and Darren to visit us. London is a great sports town. London Knights are off to a good start also. Well, you can write that down, John, that we will be there. I will not speak for Moose. I can't speak for Moose. But I've always wanted to get to London, Ontario. Clark, what, did, did we not all look that up? The most famous, we've had this discussion with John Ferguson. Is Joe Thornton not from London, Ontario? Thornton for sure. And a few other famous uh, NHLers. Yeah, I'd love to come to London for a sports banquet and have us speak there, John, but thank you. Uh, my mechanic, Mike, remember in that clip I talked about doing nice things for people? Yeah. When I gave John his gift card to, <laughs> I said to my mechanic, Mike, because he fixes, fixes the Jeep. It's 111 Eastern, by the way. 1111 Mountain, it just turned. Visualize a positive outcome to your current quagmire, everybody. Beautiful. What do you got to lose? Anyways, Mike, my mechanic, who reminds me a lot of Graham Edge, if anybody knows that name. Guy that tried to get me to open a sports bar right next to Mosaic Stadium. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> Anyways, Mike said to me, there aren't very many people out there like you. And I said, I get that a lot. And again, I'll take that as a compliment. Um, just the last thing here regarding the, neuro the neuroticism of society right now. Somebody wrote, wrote in and said, and it's only going to get worse. Oh, great. Okay, Moose. Um, hang on. I'm... I'll get to the comments in a second here. Vancouver Canucks. At Philadelphia tonight, Rick Tockett makes his return to Philly. 
where he made his name in the National Hockey League. Would it be too mean of me to say to Vancouver Canucks fans to screenshot the Pacific Division standings right now while their team's on top? Because that ain't going to last very long. Or am I wrong in that assessment? Uh, no, like the practical analysis, um, analyst in me says, no, you're not wrong. It's probably not going to last. The expectation for the Canucks should be the playoffs, not to win the division. You know, if we want to set healthy expectations um, so that reality can meet them and the fan base doesn't get all full anxiety and depression, we should say, yeah, this isn't going to be the norm. But let them be excited for now. Let them be excited. Sure. Great opening start to the season. And uh, I, I like watching this team play under Rick Tockett. I think the Vancouver Canucks are a lot of fun to watch right now. And that's really cool. Thank you, John in Edmonton, chiming in on the comments and says, Rod, why do you think a lot of people still don't want Atlanta, Georgia to get an NHL team again? Or Quebec City? and says, why does the NHL hate Saskatchewan? Great comments for a change from John and from Edmonton. They don't hate Atlanta as a hockey town, as a matter of fact, and we're on the radio in Atlanta, so don't get offended, Atlanta. They just don't think they should go back there because it's failed twice before, and they don't think it's a hockey town. The Atlanta hockey fans will tell you that it is. As a matter of fact, I just got a new Twitter follower Yesterday, from a guy, I can't remember his name. Maybe you know him, Ryan O'Radio. He is the director of ticket operations of the Atlanta Gladiators. He listens to this show. Say it again. The Atlanta Gladiators pro hockey team. There's a, it's a thing. And they listen to this show on WQEE. Their staff and players. I know. <sighs> Blows everybody's mind. Doesn't blow mine because I get outside the vacuum. I've seen outside the vacuum. There is life outside the vacuum. They don't want to go to Quebec City because of taxes. Period, exclamation mark, end of story. Stop asking. And Saskatchewan, they, NHL does not hate Saskatchewan. Darren was right with me. I, I had this premonition a day or two ago that this question was going to come up. And Clark was there too. Clark, did you not take the photo of me and Gary Bettman? You did, didn't you, Clark? If it wasn't you, it was Raphael. I think so. It was Raphael, the guy cutting the roast beef. One of the two. Uh, yeah. Clark doesn't remember. Anyways, I said to Gary Bettman, thank you for coming to Saskatchewan because for 100 years, when I was living in Saskatchewan, we had to go to you to watch the NHL. And now you came to us. This was the Heritage Classic Luncheon. And uh, Gary goes, well, of course. All the players come from Saskatchewan, so it seems only right that we would come to Saskatchewan. Do you remember him saying that right beside the buns, Darren? Yes, I do. Right next to the buns and the butter. And the Caesar salad uh, they bowl. Love, yeah. Yes, they love Saskatchewan. Um, but the issue is it's just nothing that anybody in Saskatchewan can control. It's just population. It's just economy. It's yeah. just you got a million. You got a million people, which is great. The problem is, they're the million people are in a ten-hour radius. They're not in a ninety-minute radius. They're not in a one-hour radius. Um, 
They're just not, and that's the problem. You know, oh. you can get into these other cities, small markets, where you have the the people. It's it's just simple. The bar flies wants to know whose buns. Uh, Bill Daly's. See, and the one thing is, Jeff the Stamps fan says, Sask folks just have to realize you're too small of a market. Here's the thing, Jeff. Sask fans know that. It was John from Edmonton who asked the question. In Saskatchewan, we've realized we're not getting an NHL team. Stop bringing it up. John from Nobody's Edmonton, asking. however, did. Nobody's asking. And we'll break and come back with more of this. We got to one NHL game tonight. I'm not done. The orders are at Nashville tonight. That's going to be great. But I want to implore people, do you have to understand, can you leave it to me? People that say, why are you on the radio in Atlanta? All you talk about is the NHL and CFL. Yeah. Just keep watching and listening, okay? Because they love it there. There is no answer. I don't know why. But they love it. We'll be right back on WQEE Radio, Game Plus Television, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Okay, ye old RP show continues. Oh yeah, did I mention you can get 20% off and free shipping with a promo code THERPSHOW at manscaped.com. The handyman is the facial razor out. I'm telling you, they did it again. Manscaped, they discontinue with the technology, the innovation. 
Take my word for it. It's the size of your iPhone. Imagine that. Fits into your shaving kit, just lickety-split, and charges by USB. I know, right? VRP Show is the promo code. Order it now. Manscaped.com. Get 20% off. Let's bring the moose back in. He is in Toronto. I'm in South Florida. And we'll continue on that chat in a second. But I, I feel like just saying, where was I before we were rudely interrupted by a break? Um, can we just... You, did you hear me saying last hour, Darren, that Common Crown Brewing in Calgary, the beer company, just celebrated their seventh anniversary. They had a big party the other night at the brewery. They're in year seven, and I just heard about them in August at Theron Fleury's golf tournament. Met all the guys from Common Crown. A couple days later, we're in the brewery. Next thing you know, they're sponsoring the show. We're in year five and can't figure out how the whole world hasn't heard about us. But we're getting there. And when I was standing on the banks of the intercoastal waterway here in uh, Boca Raton this morning, I said to Darren, and you broke out laughing on the phone. I said, we've come a long way when we were just a Facebook show talking about the Rough Riders and the WHL. Because frankly, that was all that I knew. That's all I talked about. It's grown quite a bit in those five years. And I will get to uh, the point that I will land the plane here on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE. I was with Bill Lindsay last week, uh, one of the greatest Florida Panthers ever. And he played for the Atlanta Thrashers. So guess what we were talking about in his living room? And his dad, Junie, was there. Man, has he got a hell of a story that I'd like to pass along, too. Billy's dad was a miner from Fernie, British Columbia. Tough SOB. Cool. So is Bill. Oh, yeah. But Bill goes, Atlanta's awesome. Atlanta's awesome. And he goes, yes, I do think they should get an NHL team there. But the rink can't be downtown. He goes, that's a problem. The, the arena where we played was downtown. It was very hard to get to. He goes, if it was out in some suburb, some area, and I don't, I've never been there, so I can't say whether he's right or not. I don't know. Most city planners and teams will tell you, you want to be right downtown. Saskatoon, which we've been talking about, potential NHL market for uh, expansion, they want to put a new arena downtown. Here's Billy saying Atlanta has one downtown. And that's the wrong place. So anyways, before I take it in the next direction, what do you have to say? Yeah, I don't know about Atlanta as the market. I, but I you know, remember a lot of stories um, in conversations on hockey road trips with Jeff Hodgers when we were calling games in the Western Hockey League. Mm. And same thing. He had, great, he had great Atlanta road trip stories. He was the captain of the Thrashers uh, for a short time. Um, so great scene. It's one of those cities, you know, on the map in the USA that I think, you know, some players would look forward to. It's another, you know, major, major market. So it would be kind of neat to get the NHL back to Georgia. But again, as you say, um, you got to do it right. You got to make sure the arena's in the right place. Um, and the, everything has to be right. You have to have the right buy-in from the corporate community and everything. So we'll see. Uh, Jay Miller, I appreciate him in Winnipeg. Writes in, he says, Sask fans can always jump in the pickup truck and head to their favorite city of Winnipeg for the NHL. And he says that somewhat tongue-in-cheekedly. But here's the thing. I did that with my buddy Jeff Armstead, who might be watching right now. You know Jeff because he watches every day. He had season tickets for a while with the Jets. And we got stopped by a snowstorm. I want to say it was family day weekend. 
uh, holiday, and I had to stay at the Circle Six Hotel Six in Headingley, just outside Winnipeg. They closed the highways, which in Saskatchewan, we don't do that. We're not soft in Saskatchewan. We say that the highways are closed because of a blizzard, but we don't actually close them. If you're dumb enough to go, you can go. In Winnipeg, they swing at uh, Manitoba, they swing a gate across the highway. You ain't going nowhere. And I'm like, never again, never again am I going to Winnipeg for a road trip to watch the Jets. I'm sorry. No. And that was before the Vegas Golden Knights happened. And you remember, Darren, because you and I were just getting to know each other at that time. I said, I, Vegas will be my team. I'll hop yeah. on a flight, two and a half hours, land, wear shorts, and I could walk to the rink from the airport. And that is, by the way, exactly what I did until life had other that. ideas. Yeah, <laughs> and I ended up in South Florida, and life is great. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, Bef- listen, I know people love the stories, and that's why they're here. Because, again, any jack wagon can sit and preview the games. That's what they have betting shows for. That's not what we do. So Billy's dad, Junie, he's 92. And he was not just a coal miner. He, I, I don't get I think he was, he was a foreman. He was the boss of the men in both Fernie, Utah, and at a coal mine, I believe, in Montana. As you know, and the viewers are starting to know, I'm spending a lot of time with the Lindsay family. And I couldn't be more grateful. So we were having lunch one day, and uh, they were telling this story. Here's the difference, everybody. I, want, I meant to say this the other day. I'm glad that it came up in my own mind today. Here's the difference between Florida hockey fans and Montreal hockey fans, because Bill's played them both. He said the Montreal Canadiens acquired Bill, whatever year it was, you can look it up, 20-some years ago. And he's forever played wing, forever. Can you imagine? going through junior with the Tri-City Americans, playing at the World Juniors, and then the NHL, and never, being play, never playing center, just being a wing your whole life? That's what happened to Bill. And uh, Michelle Terrian was the coach of the Habs. He throws Bill out, and it was like a critical face-off, late in the game, a minute to go. They throw him out. Junie stands up in the crowd and goes, he's not a center! He yells it from the crowd. He was there in the Bell Center. Bill loses the draw. The other team, in the defensive zone, whoever they were playing wins, goes to overtime, they lose the game. It might have been a playoff series. Bill says every time he goes to Montreal, they still bring it up there. They still remember. And people will tweet at him and say, oh, yeah, yeah, don't put Lindsay out for this critical draw, and they'll tag him on Twitter. He goes, if that had happened in Florida, nobody would remember. They wouldn't remember. And that's just because it's not that they're dumb here. If some dolphin had missed a block in the AFC championship game, they would remember that 50 years later. But do you see that? It was hilarious, though. Couldn't you just see your dad? I know your dad. I could just see him standing up in the crowd yelling, he's not a center. What are you doing? Putting him out to take the draw. My dad wouldn't say it. Your dad would say it. Here's Junie saying it. I know. And it's just wild. And then you go out and lose the draw. And, and Because it's in your mind, too. If you're Bill, you're like, I don't take face-offs. How do I win this draw? Look who I'm going against. I'm probably going to lose this draw. Everything's working against you. 
No, but the what he should have done is the only mistake he made was not getting tossed out of the face-off circle. That's what he should have done. I could tell these stories for a hundred years, and I'm so grateful to have the friendships with these guys for it. But the one thing Bill said, the first game that he came to Florida, they were putting him out at center, and he's like, for some ungodly reason, he was 70% on draws. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know why. So all of a sudden, Tyrion thinks he's a draw man. He goes, I'm not. And I said, it's the one stat that I don't know. What's a good face-off percentage? He's like, anything above 55% is good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. So anyways, um, back on point, Jeff the Stamps fan says, what is Saskatchewan's favorite NHL team? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's the Oilers, but would you vote for somebody else? I believe it's the Oilers. It, there's a, it depends where you're from. Uh, there's a small cross-section, obviously, of Oilers, Flames, and Jets because they're the closest. Probably the least amount of Jets fans because they left for a while. But then outside of that, you see a real big group of Toronto and Montreal fans because that's who was on TV most of the time. Um, yeah. Well, all my friends were Oiler fans. So, but that's I, I, I'm not big-headed enough to speak for your friends or Clark's friends or yeah. everybody else's friends. You know, anybody in Atlanta, by the way, would you mind writing in and saying? Letting us know, 902-518-3033. Who is Georgia's favorite NHL team? I'd love to know. Is it the Jets? Is it the Flames? I'd love to know. Uh, other NHL games tonight. Oh, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. Sabres 0-2. Montreal Canadiens, home to Minnesota. Arizona Coyotes at the Islanders. Kings at Jets, as we mentioned. Oilers at Nashville. It's a doubleheader on ESPN tonight. Are you guys getting that on Sportsnet up there? I know the late game's Colorado at Seattle on the doubleheader. Dallas at the Vegas Golden Knights and the Carolina Hurricanes at San Jose. I'm not really sure what the early game is. Uh, I could look it up pretty easily. That is one thing I'd like to start. What is the game of the night? What's everybody's game of the night? I think that would be a lot of fun. We have the poll that we run on our Instagram yeah. for what's the NHL game of the night. But you got uh, NLCS game two. I'm not chuckling at that. Diamondbacks trailing the Phillies one game to none in that series. NBA preseason. The Toronto Raptors were at Chicago. If there's anything that I care less about than the NBA preseason, I don't know what it is. That ain't the my game of the night. And there's four. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're not playing. I looked the MLS. But in college football tonight, uh, Middle Tennessee at Liberty, Western Kentucky at Jacksonville State, and Southern Mississippi at Southern Alabama. It's that one conference that wants to play Tuesday nights because they know that they'll get all the attention. Very smart of them. Oh, and by the way. Here's a text to come in from Marietta, Georgia. Hi, Rod. It's Mary from Marietta, Georgia. The Florida Panthers are Atlanta's NHL team, thanks to the RP show. How about that? How about, how how about, about that? that? How about that? You're welcome. You're welcome, Florida Panthers. Leave it to me, okay? Just leave it to me. Rick writes in. 
from Martinsville and says, Saskatchewan fans can pick whoever they want to cheer for in the NHL. We're not tied down. Personally, I've been a long-suffering Islanders fan since the late 80s. I know a lot of Islanders fans. I know a lot of Islanders fans from their four straight championships in the early 80s, plus yeah. so many that were from Saskatchewan, like Brian Trotche, Clark Gillies, Chico Resch, and the like. Uh, Moose, I think you're done. I can handle it the rest of the way. Thanks for your participation. Thank you. You bet. We'll be right back. Nick Alberga joins us next from the Nation Network. We will talk some Leafs with you for Clark's benefit in a moment on Game Plus Television, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What'll they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. RP Show continues talking some NHL now for Common Crown Brewery out of Calgary. Corey Perry, Todd Johnson, and Mackenzie Entwistle scored in the second period, and the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Maple Leafs 4 1 in Toronto Monday night. Taylor Radish added an empty netter for the Blackhawks, who are now 2 2. Arvid Soderblom made 34 stops. Blackhawks rookie Connor Bedard was held off the score sheet for the first time in his career. And John Tavares scored for the Leafs who are now 2-1. and one. Joseph Wall made 27 saves in his first start of the season. You know Nick Alberga was all over it from the Nation Network. He joins us to talk about it. Earlier, Nick, uh, our co-host Darren DuPont, said it felt like a Monday night game, just a whole lot of nothing going on there in Scotiabank Arena. What did you see? There's never anything going on at Scotiabank Arena, Rod. It's always great to be with you. I, it's just one of those buildings, and you've been through a ton in your your career as well and covering games and stuff like that. It, there's just nothing cooking, which is insane to me because Connor Bedard, the phenom, was in town, and it's game three of the season, and the same old story for the Maple Leafs, can't get up for an inferior opponent, a lottery team, which has been a theme for this squad specifically in the month of October the last couple of years, specifically under... Sheldon Keefe. So I was a bit stunned at the effort last night. I didn't think they were there. They were that bad, but uh, I thought Chicago was opportunistic. <laughs> and I was talking to a buddy. I'm like, why would any team play their number one goalie against the Leafs? It seems like every time a backup plays against Toronto, they beat them. And as you reference, Arvid Soderblom, who I'm sure a lot of Leafs fans had no clue was until last night, gets the victory last night. I didn't know who he was. And I've watched every Chicago game. I don't even know who they're. I guess it's Peter Mrazek. Uh, yeah. Chicago's n hey, Chicago is not a good team, so there should be some concern that they. I would think that they came into Toronto and won four one. I'm not sure it's concern. It's like more like here we go again. Can't get up for every game kind of mentality, right? Because I think in the grand scheme of things, we all know this team is headed to the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's just more so the body of work when they get to the springtime, how the team's going to look, how they gel. 
Um, I think the big concern early on, Rod, is, you know, seemingly the same story every season is them defensively. Uh, you add some of these guys, and that's great offensively, guys like John Klingberg. Uh, but how does that translate defensively? And so far, uh, the returns are not very good, but albeit we're three games into this season, and things seem to rectify <laughs> themselves through an 82-game slate. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, thank you for the reminder. I'm usually the one saying that. Uh, just we got to back up the view here for a second. But, uh, but of all the newcomers, and there's a lot in that lineup, who was, who's been good so far and who hasn't? And you know who I'm talking about, Bertuzzi, Domi, Klingberg, Reeves. Who's, who's met expectations and who hasn't? It's hilarious that you ask me this question right now because I would think it's funny the way I'm about to answer, but I think Ryan Reeves has made the biggest impact because <laughs> I think you look at some of the other guys, there's some, there's some fleas there. Like Max Domi hasn't been particularly good. Tyler Bertuzzi's taken five minor penalties in three games. Uh, the old Michael Bunting effect, you know, they need one player on the team to be that guy who takes too many penalties. So far, it's been a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, John Klingberg's been good offensively, defensively. We all knew what he brought to the table or lack thereof. So, like, I think he's been a mixed bag. So, to answer your question, it's probably Ryan Reeves and certain the impact. He's brought a couple scraps so far, a couple offensive opportunities, getting the crowd going a bit. We mentioned how quiet they've been. So, Ryan Reeves, weirdly enough, probably my answer, Rod. Well, um, it's an interesting market. I've never lived a day in Toronto. I've been there lots. I just... The yep. pressure, I compare it to what I see with the Cowboys and certainly here in Miami with the Dolphins. But, Nick, you guys don't allow that team to take a night off. Yet last night they did. <laughs> so what's their reaction to it and what's the, pre what's the buzz in Toronto like today? I think everybody's used to it. Having said that, going on social media and you just never know what the algorithms and the shadow banning on X these days, a.k.a. Twitter. I have no clue what's going on because we just can't read it anymore. I have no clue what's going on with X. But I think the general yeah. sense doing my show earlier today and just social media in general is that people are a bit unhappy, upset. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, and I've never been that guy. I'm usually the sky's falling guy. Like last October, I was going nuts because they were losing to the worst teams in the world. But it is an 82-game slate. You're not going to have it every night. But I think people are wondering if, like, here we go again. Because that's the big uh, conversation. It's like sort of like a civil war in this market right now. Because you had the Dubasites, the Kyle Dubas crowd. He's gone now in Pittsburgh. And now you have the Brad Tree Living crowd. And they feel like this team is the right one to get over the hump. So I think all year long, that's going to be a narrative that's going back and forth. Is, is this the right team? Because it's a bit of a different style the Leafs are looking to play this season. Yeah. Oh, I'm enjoying the commentary. And, uh, but again, you know what? It's the first year under Brad Tree Living. It's not like they're going to fire them if they don't achieve their goals. But I will say this one last thing before we look ahead. I watched the first two periods of that game last night and then flipped over to the Panthers and Devils. And yeah. the Panthers almost gave it away. But to me, Austin Matthews did not really show up. What did you think about his game last night? I thought he was good. He had a bunch of shots on net, and I think it's so unrealistic to expect this guy to get a hat-trick every game. In fact, he scored late in regulation. It was actually called back uh, due to an offside challenge review, and it happened a couple times in the last couple minutes of that game. But I didn't think he was particularly that bad. Um, I thought he was pretty decent. I thought Nylander was fantastic. Like, there's a lot of pros to grab, and I think along those lines, I was just talking about Ryan Reeves. I think it takes the attention away from some of the big boys where the story, and understandably so, in recent years has been, you know, the, the core four and how they react and how they play come the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it will again this time. 
uh, this year in the springtime. But I think a guy like Ryan Reeves and others like Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi will help to push the narrative elsewhere. And so I'm curious about that. But so far, so good for Austin Matthews this season. I mean, it took him a long, long time last year to get the six goals, and he's already there. So uh, I think he's feeling pretty damn good about himself right now. Good to hear. Now, of course, they've been promoting this home opener here in Florida for all summer. It's Thursday night. Leafs are here. It's a rematch of last year's round two series. Any remnants of that in your mind uh, will be in the Leafs' mind, or is it a new season that's distant history? No, there better be. There better be. Like, I'm already, it's crazy. Three games into the season, I'm calling this a measuring stick game, a measuring stick road trip. They got Tampa coming up on Saturday. No Vasilevsky. You have to find a way to win that game. Like, the Lightning can't keep the puck out of the net. It's more so about the two guys playing goal than anything else for that team. But, I mean, starting with the Florida Panthers on Thursday, I think you have to set the tone for the way the season has gone. There ha I, I hope there's a bitter taste in their mouths, considering what transpired in round two last spring, where it was a complete no-show after game two. Like, I'm still befuddled as to what transpired in that series. So, you know, I think they think they're a bit of a different team. You bring Max Domi in, you bring Bertuzzi, you bring Reeves. I think, uh, you know, again, they were a victim of being thrown around a bit in that series. There's some different guys on that roster for the Florida Panthers. Radko Kudis is now with Anaheim, but they still have Matthew Kachuk. They're pretty banged up right now. I think it is a measuring stick game for the Maple Leafs. And again, there better be some remnants of how they felt last springtime and I think I want them to set the tone early here for Paul Jefferson and Humboldt says please ask Nick if Minton is staying in Toronto for the season thanks I don't think so um I, I it's a big storyline to watch over the next couple of weeks he's played three games so far and I think he's realizing really really quickly that exhibition hockey is not the same as the regular season and last night specifically I think there were a couple instances where he's just like a step behind which is understandable like let's not forget like this was a guy who wasn't even on the radar to play in preseason games never mind the regular season so it's been a phenomenal story um, I think there's no shame in sending him back to junior first and foremost. He'll go back to Kamloops, rip it up once again. And number two, I think obviously he'll be on the radar for the world junior team. So I, I think it's a win all around. I, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse. Who knows what happens over the next couple games into this road trip. But I would say over the next couple games, Rod, they'll have a, a pretty good inclination of what they want to do. And on top of that, I think it's important to note there's a lot of people waiting in the wings with the AHL's Marlies that could be guys who can make an impact right away whether it's a Nick Robertson or a Pontus Holmberg who could slot in up the middle uh, or even a Bobby McMahon so they do have some options I think this Mitten story has been fantastic but do I see him sticking for the for, for the for the duration of the season probably not uh Troy in Toronto says yes leaf talk I am here for it good booking Clark well, well just with keeping a casual eye on the Leafs they've got Matthew Nye's up. They've signed Noah Gregor. They got enough young kids, in my opinion, unless I've misread that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a healthy blend, right? Because everything is going to steer through the top six. And I think that was a thinking, too, in bringing two solid wingers in the form of Bertuzzi and Max Domi to the mix. I think they want to create depth. I think the one takeaway I have from teams like Vegas and even like the Carolinas and even St. Louis a couple of years ago, you know, win the cup, like, they have the depth up and down, and I think their fourth line can hurt you and their first line can hurt you. And I think when you look at the least specifically, the top three lines can provide offense. Uh, having said that, we just talked about Fraser Minton. The third line hasn't done much. They had a couple opportunities last night, a couple tap-in opportunities for the youngster Minton, and he couldn't score. But 
certainly in in the case of Matthew Nyes, like he's here to stay. He'll be on this team for the for the season. Um, I think he obviously showed some something a bit last spring in playing ten games, and so far he's been pretty decent. But I think the best move for him would finding his way would be finding his way, I should say, into the top six. So we'll see if it works out for Matthew Nyes. But I think early on that's been a story that will be larger and larger is like how to get some depth scoring going because it's been the majority of the the scoring once again has come from the top six here. Great update, Nick. I guess while I have you, where does the Twitter handle the Golden Muzzy come from? Yeah, so I get this a lot. In fact, uh, back in media school, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the name Roger Lajoie, big media personality here in Of course, in the Raj. Yeah. The exactly. Raj. Exactly. So the Raj taught me in school, uh, I guess, 12 years ago now, which uh, 12, 12 years ago now, which is crazy. But it was new media class. It was pretty much at the beginning of Twitter. And it was November. I was younger. My mustache came a bit blonder. So I was like, let's go with the gold muzzy, not thinking it would stick 13 years later. And I'd actually have a legitimate career in broadcasting. So, uh, yeah, here we are, and I can't change it. <laughs> the Raj. We know each other from CHL days, Canadian Junior, yeah. Major Junior Hockey League. All right, Nick. Appreciate it, man. Great job. Keep it up. My pleasure, buddy. Take care. There you go. The Golden Muzzy joining us from the Nation Network. Leafs Morning Take host. We'll be back with overtime. Just me and you. Get your questions and comments in now, 902-518-3033. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. segment of the program is always brought to you by overtime hockey lanes and it's very appropriate because it's called overtime overtime hockey lanes is in calgary 28th street northeast where skill and fun collide you've heard me say it every day it's an amusement park for hockey players i walked in and was breathless and trust me you will be too check them out they are booking for christmas parties now so give them a call today, Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. They are fully licensed. They got a restaurant and a bar in there. Big screen TV, showing the RP show every day. What are you waiting for? Get on the phone to Overtime Hockey Lanes now. Give them a follow on uh, Instagram as well, Overtime Hockey Lanes. Look it up. Okay, I'm having fun, obviously. Jen from the Four Seasons writes in, we were talking about what's the game of the night. She says, I'm hoping for an Oiler win tonight. They better win. F-bombs will be flying. Uh, from Jason in Red Deer says, game of the night for me is seeing if the Oilers have any signs of life. How about that? Oh, man, don't that? get me started on Suzanne. Don't get me started on Suzanne Summers, Jeff the Stamps fan. He writes it and says, who was Jack Tripper's hottest roommate? Chrissy Snow, Janet Wood, Cousin Cindy, or Terry Eldon? I watched Three's Company for Suzanne Summers. Hell I was going to yes. actually put that in my 10 things column this weekend. I'll say it now. Rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. The only husband worthy of her was Luke Skywalker. 
and it happened. So rest in peace to Suzanne Summers. She's one of the all-time greats in every regard. Uh, sports update. The Philadelphia Phillies will be aiming to grab a 2-0 lead in the NLCS when they host the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. Aaron Nola will be on the hill for the Phillies, who won game 1-5-3 last night. The Texas Rangers leading the ALCS 2-0 after sweeping a pair from the Astros in Houston will be the home team Wednesday night in Game 3. Rangers edged the Astros 5-4 Monday at Minute Maid Park. Literally, I'm keeping my eye on three NHL games last night plus Monday night football, and I'm like, baseball playoffs too? Nyet! The Toronto Raptors will be in Chicago tonight for NBA preseason play. Returning home Friday to play the Washington Wizards. There's less I care about than the NBA preseason. Dakota Prescott threw for 272 yards and a touchdown, and the Dallas Cowboys rebounded from an NFL route a week ago, beating the LA Chargers 20 to 17 on Monday Night Football. Cowboys now four and two. Sports updates for Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company, Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale. Four of those sit below 5% ABV, making it the perfect beer for your everyday common affair. The best beer is the one that's earned, they say at Common Crown. I just, I know fans love to talk about the expansion thing. And Jersey Jim, I appreciate it. He's watching on Game Plus TV right now in New Jersey. And he says, regarding the NHL going to Atlanta, he says, lots of competition in Georgia. It's a football state. Can you expect this new Atlanta franchise to be as good as Vegas and Seattle? And will the novelty wear off? It did last time. You're one of those guys, Jersey Jim, that makes me want to prove you wrong. It's like in Ottawa. I know you're not a CFL fan, but it was when the Red Blacks went back there third time. People are saying, why? It's failed twice. Oh, it's worked great. Not working now, but it worked real good for the first close to a decade. Let's give it a shot. To say it failed there twice before isn't a good reason in my mind to say, why go back to Atlanta again? Now, again, everybody loves to talk about it. From the tragically peed in Red Deer, he says, I'd rather see Houston and Salt Lake City get teams then a third time in Atlanta. Maybe when Gary gets over the Phoenix fixation, they can move them to Atlanta. Well, Ryan O'Radio in Atlanta sounds like a challenge to me, doesn't it? Let's make it work. The NHL in Atlanta where we are, Atlanta's NHL show. Wake up, Clark. <laughs> Yawning into the microphone. Uh, yeah, we're out of time for your text messages and streaming comments, so we'll do it all again tomorrow. Uh, thank you to the Golden Muzzy. Thanks for nothing, Rocky DiPietro. What's he tomorrow, Clark? Uh, yeah. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.